tonight, the Word of God says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Uh, as we've been hearing in our series uh, tonight, I want to talk to you for the next few minutes concerning what worship is. And we know that Jesus, when he prayed, he cried out and uh, he was heard because of his devotion, to, for, because of his love for God. Tonight, out of the Gospel of Luke chapter 7, verse 36, tonight, and I've been hearing powerful preachers preach the Word of God, and I've been encouraged. I'll tell you, I feel uh, there is going to be an outpouring of God's presence, and there's going to be powerful, life-changing revival how many came tonight because you need a life change? You need, you need the power of God. Luke's Gospel, chapter 7, verse 36, tonight. Thank you, Pastor Richard and, uh, and Sister Nancy for inviting us. Thank you for extending us and uh, having us come. We appreciate being here. Luke, chapter 7, tonight, verse 36. And I see a lot of uh, familiar faces tonight, and always good to be here in Norwalk. This is our mother church, and my wife and I, Regina, uh, we pastor the uh, Palm Springs Church. I took the church over in 1990, and we have been plugging away there, and God has been doing powerful things in the city of Palm Springs. And tonight, I want to say this with great conviction, is if you're praying for a miracle, if you have an impossibility in your life, I want you to encourage you in your faith that we serve a God that can do the impossible. We serve a God tonight that can do far more than we can ever ask or imagine. I used to take that scripture lightly, but tonight my heart is full I've seen God open doors in our city. Uh, we recently just got a building, and uh, it's awesome the way that it happened. And we were able to get a building, uh, 3,500 square feet. And, but before we got the building, we were having church in, in a house. And... I tell you what, there's a core there in that city that they still came. They were still faithful, even though we were in a house. They backed us up all the way. I tell you, that's what I want to touch tonight on is the heart of worship. If you're here to worship God, I believe that God's going to fill your heart. And you're going to leave differently than the way that you have come. How many want to leave differently tonight? Luke chapter 7, verse 36. I'll be brief. Luke 7, 36. Uh, when one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume as she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears, 
Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on, perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave the debts of both of them. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned towards the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time that I have entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil in my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little loves little. Tonight, perhaps the greatest, clearest explanation of pure devotion given by Jesus tonight is uh, as we see this woman who the Bible says is a sinner, but tonight as we look at the emphasis, Jesus uses her to teach us tonight that worship can be transforming, that worship tonight touches the heart of God. Tonight, that as we have come to gather together, the emphasis that we look at our series is on worship. I believe tonight, worship is how we connect to heaven. I believe it is worship tonight that we can receive the strength that we need. I believe that worship can be transforming. Tonight, as we see this woman who experiences great change, the Bible does not give us her name, but it does tell us tonight that she was a sinner. Do we have any sinners in this place that have been transformed by the mighty power of a living God? I can tell you tonight, we are not the same. We are not perfect. But I believe tonight that we have experienced the life-changing power of a mighty God. I believe tonight that as we worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, tonight that you can receive a touch from heaven. We serve a mighty God, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. If you would have the faith to open your heart tonight, and you will leave, you will leave restored. You will leave encouraged. You will leave transformed. Why? Because tonight the Father is seeking worshipers. You are those worshipers. You could have stayed home, 
and watch Christian television, but you said, no, I'm going to go to the house of God, and I'm going to worship the Lord. I'm not going to let a little bit of rain keep me at home. I'm not going to just allow myself to be lied to and tell myself that I'm tired and that I need the night off, and poor little me has to rest. But I tell you, you came to worship a mighty God. You came because tonight, we have supernatural power as we worship. How many need a life change? We do not want to stay the same. Can you say, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't want to stay the same. I want to change. I want to be a better father. I want to be a better Christian. I want to be a better leader. And uh, only God tonight can help us. Because when you experience transformation, how many know there's a life change? When I got saved, my vocabulary changed. The people that I associated with changed. My mom, before I got saved, she told me, don't be hanging around with those guys. They're no good for you, mijo. And I say, why? There's nothing wrong with them, mom. And I'll tell you what, how many know it's important who you associate with, if you're going to stay saved, especially, we have any young people in the house of God tonight? We have any young people tonight that are serving the Lord? I believe tonight that God wants to strengthen our young people. Our young adults are important, as we heard Sunday. Our pastor, as he encouraged us to raise our families in the Lord. Jesus explained why her worship was so passionate tonight i'll take you for the next few minutes into this room and i want to look at some characteristics tonight of worship and if we could grasp these hidden truths tonight i believe that you'll begin to grow in your worship in your relationship in your commitment to the things of god how many can say you know what i need to step up a little bit in my commitment towards the things of god Tonight, we see this woman, and the Bible says that her worship was passionate. Jesus used her as an example. I'll tell you why she was passionate is because she was grateful. How many are grateful that you are saved? Her sins, the Bible says, she was sinful. She, her life must have been filled with rejection. Her life must have been filled with hurt. But when she heard that Jesus was in the house, she came and uh, she began to worship our Savior. Tonight, it's gratitude. There are le different levels of commitment in the things of God. Now, tonight... We look at the epitome of true worship. Jesus makes reference to the degree of sin that she has been forgiven. He says, you know this woman right here? You know why she worships so passionately? Did you know the Bible says she did not even say one word? But she knew that Jesus was in the house and she came and what she began to do immediately is she began to worship our Lord. She began to praise and worship a mighty God. 
the degree of sin. She loves much because she's been forgiven much. Can anyone relate? Or are you, oh, I never did drugs and alcohol. I was a goody two-shoe. I'll tell you what, you needed Jesus more. Because you didn't know you were messed up. At least I knew I was all messed up. At least I knew that my sins were many. And this is why this woman was so passionate. Because she didn't have to wake up to a miserable day. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, I can wake up and I know that my family is okay. And I know that I'm doing the best to raise my kids. I may not be the perfect parent, but I'll tell you, God will help you raise your children in the Lord. I raised my kids in church. And now they are adults. It's up to them whether they're going to go to church or not. And, uh, you know, they know there's a God. They know right from wrong. How many know, train your children in the Lord. When they are old, they will not depart from it. When we worship, the walls of our heart begin to surrender. Some of us tonight, there are areas of our life that we need to begin to surrender and ask God to help us. Tonight there are people in this place and you carry shame and guilt. I'll tell you tonight his blood is here. I'll tell you tonight he can forgive you. Isaiah 1:18. Come now. Let us talk this out. Let us reason together saith the Lord. Though your sins be red as crimson, I shall make them white as wool. You know why tonight we're here? Because I can't make it without Jesus. I don't want to live one day without God because I know it will not take long for me to mess my life up. You see, God, we serve a God that is greater than your circumstances. If you're here for the first time tonight, God can heal your marriage. I came home one day, and my wife was tired. This is before I was saved. She was tired of my shenanigans. And I'll never forget, when you find your suitcase out in the street, that is a wake-up moment. She didn't have to tell me to hit the road. But I know that I was broken. I know... And they told me once a dope fiend, always a dope fiend, that I would never change. They told me that it was hopeless. They told me that I would always be down and out. But I'll tell you, there was a church, New Harvest Christian Fellowship, that reached out to me, put me in a home. And I told my wife, we weren't married at the time. We didn't get married until after I got saved. We put everything right. And, uh, you know, I, I tell you, it is, there is hope for you. You might be the only one tonight that needs to hear this sermon, but tonight there's hope for you. Because we see this woman. I want to look at only two 
characteristics tonight that we find in Scripture. And one of those is that this woman brought an alabaster box. The first thing is sacrifice. Sacrifice. Serving God requires sacrifice. If you're going to change and be better, if you're going to change and be different, it's going to require sacrifice. It's going to, she brought an alabaster box and uh, she, she gave and she broke it open and she anointed our Lord and our Savior. Tonight, she gave God her true worship and adoration. Christian, the Christian duty tonight is to worship. Not just any worship is acceptable to our God. In Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13, they worship me with their mouth and their lips. They draw near, but they have removed their hearts far from me. It takes more than just lip service. Praise the Lord. Glory. Hallelujah. How are you, brother? It takes great sacrifice sometimes in the kingdom of God. When you're serving God and, you know, there's a, there's a level of commitment as uh, we are encouraged to pay our tithes, as we are encouraged to give. Uh, I'll tell you why we give. Because we get to give. I said, we get to give. Amen. We serve a good God. How many can say I've been blessed since I've been saved? You didn't hear me tonight. Where do you think all those blessings came from? The Bible says that God brings wealth. The Bible says that God brings success. It was none of your doing. God just picked you up, showered you with a little bit of his grace. Amen. And can we say that we serve a good God? We have what we have because our God is the merciful God. Our God, we just don't worship him with lip service. You came out, whatever you had to go through to be here tonight. But I'll tell you what, you're doing more than just going through the motions. Because in that room, that's what Simon did. He went through the motions. He was religious. As a matter of fact, he even ridiculed the woman that was there worshiping. Amen. Jesus, don't you know what type of woman is touching you? Amen. And uh, all he could stand by and be mechanical. It's easy to be mechanical in your Christianity. It's easy to fall into going through the motions. But tonight, we can rise up and say, I need a life change. I need to leave with a heart. Tonight, that will worship uh, Almighty God. I need a transformation in my life. Sometimes we come without really being here. Our bodies are here, but our hearts are somewhere else. Tonight, we need to look at this woman, and Jesus says, Look, 
She anointed me with the alabaster box. She kissed me. She greeted me. And Simon, you, you, didn't, you didn't even welcome me in. You, you, you just ridiculed and stood by. Worship. Sometimes we read about, or rather we read about this nameless woman who brought Jesus the alabaster box and she worshiped. <clears throat> but tonight, there is a virus in the world into which there is no cure. Recently, we saw COVID-19 bring our world to a stop overnight. That was a, a, a tiny virus that brought havoc to many lives and many people. And as a matter of fact, it's spread like wildfire. I just remember hearing on the news that it had come in from, uh, uh, I believe it was another place, China, and before you know it, I said, it'll never get here. And a month or so came by, and you know the story. It infected millions of people. But tonight the Bible talks about a different type of virus. In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it is the virus of sin. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all have. You don't have to get checked. There's no center that you're going to run down to. There's no, you can't go to the pharmacy and buy, hey, is there any sin in my life? You're infected. You got it. If you're alive and you're human, then you have a sinful nature inside of you that's bent on sinning. We are infected, but there is a cure. I said, there is a cure. His name is Jesus Christ. Shed his blood on Calvary for the sins of the world. For whosoever should repent and receive him shall be saved according to the word of God. You know what people forget? That serving God requires repentance. I said serving God requires changing your life. It requires letting go of some things. It requires, you know, coming to God and saying, Lord, if there's anything inside of me that offends you, God, reveal it to me so that I can change it. David knew he had this virus. He knew he had this infection. Tonight, I want to wind down. And I, I, I work with plants. And I read about this particular plant. And it was, the name of it was kutsu. It was introduced into the United States with good intentions. But... It resulted in a bad outcome. Kutsu, it was a vine. 
and it gave a very beautiful blossom. And it was here in the United States, I believe it was in the 30s. Uh, horticultural people came in and they said, well, this is a good plant. And they began to plant it. And they began to find out that this plant grew at an enormous rate. It grew at the rate of one foot per day. And uh, as they began to see the effects of this plant, they realized that this plant, what it did is it took over other plants. It got into agricultural fields and it began to eat away at crops. And uh, they began to say, we got to put a stop to this plant. As a matter of fact, they nicknamed it mile a minute. And they tried to destroy it because what it would do is it would invade other plants and it would block out the sun and eventually those plants would die. It was native to Japan and southwest China. It was in 1876. It had a bad outcome because when I thought about that, I thought about that's how sin is. We allow it to creep into our lives. And what does it do? It begins to kill everything in its path. Sin begins to destroy families. Sin begins to destroy marriages. At first, it's innocent. At first, it's good intentions. At first, you know what? It looks okay. And before you know it, it kills everything in its path. For our young people tonight, I saved a little piece for you. Because young people want to have fun. Isn't that right? And they don't want restrictions. They don't want curfews. Got any parents here? You hold curfews in your home. You got to be home by a certain date. Watch out for that guy because he's trouble. Huh? And uh, we, we, are, we warn our children. We don't want them to go down the same road as we did. We love our children. The time comes when they make their own decisions. But you know what sin does as I wind down? I said that twice repetitive. It pounds us down. It wears us out. I was 25 years old and I looked like a 60 year old man. Sin, my friend, is like that plant. It starts out with good intentions, but man, it messes up our lives. Everyone has sin. But there is a cure. There's a cure for this disease, and it's only the blood of Jesus. We've done some terrible things, and we won't go there. We all have regrets. We all have regrets. And... I'll tell you, we're all in this same battle. And you know what I see in many Christians today? Young Christians, 
is they're ready to throw in the towel of their Christianity. They're ready in their heart. They've already thrown in the towel. But how many know tonight we got to fight to the end? I said we can't. There is no retirement in Christianity. Oh, did I say something wrong? <laughs> tonight, it was awesome being here with you tonight. Keep us in prayer, my wife and I. Uh, God has, has, has done so much in this last two weeks. He's accelerated everything. I mean, we were praying for a building, and we had to stay in that house for quite a while. But I'll tell you something about our God. He is faithful. He is faithful. Young people, leaders, Continue, man. We have an awesome leader. We have an awesome church. Let's back it up now. Let's, let's get serious about our worship. When we come to church, say, God, you know what? Here is my heart. Change me. You know what repentance does? It means that God makes you into something better. Come on. God makes you into something better. Whatever your life is right now, oh, man, it's nothing. God's got a, a plan for you. Give Jesus your worship, your praise as we see this woman tonight. And our series is so awesome tonight. Take some of those truths and apply them tonight. We can't just be good sermon hearers. I just want to hear a good sermon. You know why those sermons are prepared and anointed? To challenge you. I said to challenge you, to get you up and get you moving. Amen. And you can make those changes tonight. You can make those changes tonight at this altar tonight as I hand it over to uh, the altar call. And we can bring our service to a close. We have someone coming tonight, our musicians. Two men went in to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee. The other one was a sinner. The Pharisee says, I don't need to change. I don't need to set anything right. I pay my tithes. I'm doing okay. But the other man could not even so much as look up to God. He beat upon his chest and he says, God, if you're real, you can change my life. Somebody here tonight, you need to be saved. I want you to slip up your hand right now. If I may do the altar call. Anybody tonight, you're not saved. You've been going through the motions. You come to church, but your heart's not in it. Tonight, and you say, I need a change in my life. We're so glad that you made it here tonight. We are happy that you're here. Jesus offers any man 
if he would open up his heart and receive, God will come into him and God will soup with him and God will be with him. Hands, rededicating your life to Jesus. There's a hand. There's a hand. Tonight, if you meant that, I want you to start just coming up. I could make this altar call. Tonight, you need to receive Jesus into your life. This is why there's joy in heaven over one sinner then repents than over 99 that need no repentance. Thank you, Jesus.